بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعليه وصحبه جمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته عليكم وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Okay uh, Well, welcome back to a new episode of Dean Tour uh, Inshallah, today our goal for this episode is No, 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 let's not tell them our goal Let's let them Wait, guess what? Let's let them guess our goal Dude, what are you talking about, bro? This is the beginning of the video. This is the yeah, intro. This is like, trying this is to interrupt. Intro. You're supposed to right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you trying to do a scavenger? <laughs> like, you want them to... <laughs> I thought we could be really direct. Shut this your mouth, boy. <laughs> okay. So, inshallah, today, goal for this episode is to uh, speak about the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, a lot of, like, a lot of people, they, they tend to say that they've been losing their connection or they feel lost or they feel far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if they're doing their acts of worship, right? Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I, I can adhere to as well. Like I, I can sometimes feel that like, oh, even though I'm praying, like I don't feel like um, as much khush, uh, the, most, yeah, the most khushur when I'm praying, even though I'm still praying. Like I may feel like even though. Especially uh, that post-Ramadan depression that, mm. that like I use that term, not literally, but like that post-Ramadan feeling where you feel like, dude, in Ramadan, I felt so much better than when I did right now, like or in this moment. Well, I, uh, it's a subjective view, you know, we can't really prove that. Yeah, you know, my 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 Muslims here can relate to what we're saying, but we are. We're, I mean, we're talking from a sub, from subjective feelings because it's like this is the connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and only a Muslim can feel this connection. Mm. Like a non-Muslim is not going to be able to attest to this connection because they're not they're submitters. Not, they're yeah, not people exactly. who are, So the thing about the connection of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, especially when people start to say that it feels weak, one thing that I can I can tell you is that if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're gonna you're it's not gonna feel the same. Like, if you're just praying five times a day and you leave it at that for the rest of your life, it's not going to feel the same every single time you do it. You know, when you first get onto it, yeah, it's going to feel good. It's like a honeymoon phase. Like, you feel great about the fact that you're praying. I like to give this example, right? Think about, like, when you're driving, right? You know, and you're about to, let's say, you're about to cruise control at 80 miles per hour, right? When you're sitting there cruising at 80, it's not the same feeling as when you're going zero to 80, right? It's just a yeah. whole different feeling because you're always elevating, right? And that's the same way we should look at our dean. We should always be trying to get better no matter what. So, you know, if, if we're sitting there at a, uh, at a certain point and we're just doing the same things over and over again every single day, you know, we're just going to start to feel like we're going nowhere. But in reality, you know, we still are moving forward at the end of the day. And there's also uh, like a theology or a philosophy that I'm pretty sure it was Imam al-Ghazali or it was Imam Shafi. No, I, I think it's Imam al-Ghazali. He said, like he expressed that mankind is forgetful. Like and with mankind and insan is forgetful. Like, and this is not something that like we know this. This is understandable. But just to put it into perspective, like we were born upon the fitrah, but mankind is forgetful. They stray away from the fitrah. And we are also like, just as we are Muslims, sometimes we can sometimes we can forget to remember Allah. Sometimes we can forget, oh, I let the time get away from me. Where's Allah? I didn't pray also. Like, like, but these are the habits you have to remind yourself. You have to also have to put yourself in a place where you can be reminded. Environment mm -hmm. plays a big role in this. And here's the thing. The best among you is the ones who remembers Allah the most. And if you want to be the best, it's not always going to be easy, right? Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. have to understand, even at these difficult times or whatever time it may be, remember Allah subhanahu no, wa ta'ala. It's easy to remember Allah when he has given you everything you, you've asked for. Like, like when he's answered every single one of your, your du'as. But when something hard hits you, what, it becomes hard all of a sudden? Like obviously, like wh where would the test be if you weren't shaken? Yeah, we can't say and it's that. Like, it's, in Surah Baqarah, like, it's like... And when we're talking about the believers um, and like their hardships, it was like um, like hardship had hit them and, and they were shaken until even the messenger with them that was with them said, 
where is where is the help of Allah? Indeed, the help of Allah is near. But it's you know it's the consciousness that God is watching, and this everything in your life has been articulated and planned. Well, from Allah, yo, do you think about mm-hmm. that though? Like the people are tested so hard, even their messengers. Like, yo, where's the help of Allah? Like. Allah, we need and dude, you. Like, and dude, he got he the messenger was the one to get true true revelation from God. Yeah, like and, the, and he's the like, messenger must have known a little bit more of what was happening. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I, this is this is indeed a test from Allah. Allah may, maybe even told this messenger that you were going to be, be tested. tested. Your people will be tested to see if they're true submitters, right? Mm-hmm. But see, then it got to be too much for them. And it was the same thing. It was the same thing for the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba, right? Remember when they were first like uh, the early days of Islam before the conquest of Mecca? Like how how um, how difficult it was for them. You know they were thrown out of their homes. They they uh, they had no food. They had no money. Like they were they were living in a state of poverty that they had never lived in before. A lot of these people they were rich. Like a man named Ben Affan, he was rich. He's rich. Like he didn't he, he didn't have to become Muslim and submit his uh, his entire will to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, but he did. And also with all the wealth that he had. It also puts in perspective the purpose of this life. Like I remember I posted to our story um someone uh, someone named Hassan Hassan SQ. He's on Instagram. He's an attorney. Uh, an American attorney, he said, like, ultimately, we were, we had to dive to the bottom of the ocean, speaking figuratively, to find the pearls. We were, Adam, alayhi salam, was sent down to earth. To what? What pearls are we finding here? Faith in Allah, though we had never seen him. Mm. Faith in our Lord, though we had never seen him. We So we heard that there was a one, the, the, the true God, and we said, we, like, like this, in the back, the last two eyes, sort of the you hear this, this saying from the believers, like, this is the pearls that we gain from believing in Allah, even though, no matter what, even if we're going through hardship, even if we're going, even if we're at the highest point of our, of our lives. SubhanAllah. And well, I, man, shout out to Hassan SQ, man. He's, he's an amazing about what you Allah, said, Allah, you I know, love him. You were talking to me earlier about people lacking Ihsan. You know, you're not worshiping Allah as if Allah, as if you uh, see Allah, right? But you also have to remember, Allah is always watching you. Allah knows exactly what's going on with you. Allah has created you. Allah knows you better than you know yourself. So you have to put your trust in Allah, have that tawakkul, right? Mm-hmm. That no matter no matter what what befalls you, Allah will take care of you. Even mm-hmm. if even if like let's say the worst uh, scenario is even death, and even to uh, the believers, this this is a blessing. Yeah, in al insan I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Uh, I don't memorize it, but it's uh, indeed mankind is created anxious, and then either yeah. sharru For example. What? Everyone wants to go to Jannah. No one wants to die. Yeah, exactly. So I don't like. Also, when you think about it, in um, I I can't pinpoint <clears throat> what surah it's in, but when Allah says that He sent the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? He said he he um he's anxious. Someone he's shy. Like he's he's not he's not doing anything on his own accord. He's doing everything that he's told by by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Like all the all the messages that Angel Jibril came Ali Sam that came uh, with him, and he's saying like he's shy amongst you. He's anxious. He's not like. You, you know, he's soft. He's soft amongst you. Like he has so much passion for you, uh, for for the people, mm-hmm. and like we could see that through through his action. You know, the man was a very he was a very passionate man. Like, I remember a story, um, where they had prisoners of war, and he had no idea what to do with them. I might have been a khattab at the time. You know, he was a very uh, strong man. He was very um, like strict, outgoing. He was someone. He he said, you know, kill them. You know, they they were enemies of you. Like they they wanted to kill you. Like you should kill them. Abu Bakr al Siddiq radhiAllahu he said. You know, not like keep them. Maybe they'll turn back to Allah. Like, you know, forgive them. You know, we're, uh, we have to be forgiven the way Allah is forgiving, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So in that in that time, he he took the route of Bukhara al Sadiq. You know, he was a he's a passionate man. Like he he turned and he he showed them mercy. And it's like you look at the way that we try to live our lives, like where would we be without the hardship? 
Look at the uh, possibly one of the greatest stories in the Quran is the story of Surah Duha. You know, it's something that so many people quote in their Instagram bios, you know, and he found you lost and guided you. He made you, he saw you poor and made you self-sufficient. And, and what is that, what is that verse doing? It's a reassurance. Yeah, it's Because obviously, what is it? What is mankind? Mankind is forgetful. Mm. Mankind is created anxious. Mankind is created, like, we hear all of this about our creation, about our natural fitrah. And it's like, we seem to, like, forget that hard times will, are inevitable. And imagine, imagine, you know, you're sitting here reading the Quran every single day. You're getting the reassurance every single day. How could you ever fall off the path of Allah like mm -hmm. this? And then, like, the dhikr, because why would you never fall off? Because every time you're reading Quran, it's you're reading the direct words from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, like, and it feels just like that it's statement, just that you. statement is crazy. This is the direct words from your creator sent down to mankind. And it has not been set except to guide you, not to mislead you, but to guide you. And so whenever you're, it's like that, that self-discipline to know, even if you don't feel like reading, reading Quran today, like, the only thing you can gain out of it is benefit. It's not even it's <clears> not even <throat> just that. Like, um, it's like hardship may not even be <clears throat> physical. It may not even it may be uh may not even be it mental. Be, it may be spiritual. You may yeah. be feeling you may, far you may be away like falling Allah. into sin. Like yeah. yeah, you may fall into sin or you may start to feel further away from Allah, but that may be Allah showing like, are you gonna stop your acts of worship because you don't feel them the same way that you used to? Or are you gonna pick them up even more, do even more? Because you're, you're, yeah, you're fearful of losing your relationship with Allah. Yeah, because if you lose that relationship with Allah, and you lose out true. on everything. That is true fear of Allah. <laughs> like, like, if you lose that relationship with Allah, you're going to lose out on everything. Like, the chain, that's your connection with Allah. Everything else that connects to the chain, like... Just because like, the say, chain is rusted, just because the chain gets rusted or it may be sin, does not mean you can't... Look, let's <laughs> say, let's say mean like it's going to break. Yeah, let's say it like this. The connection with Allah is the, is the train car that's actually driving. If you cut, if you cut that chain car, if you cut that connection with the left, every single car behind it stops. It's not gonna keep moving. Only you will keep moving. But you'll be moving without your connection with Allah. Because that connection with Allah, it won't stop you from living. But ultimately it will stop you from living because you won't be able to live your life the way the same way that you would before. You, you won't sleep. be able to go through your hardships the same way. You'll start questioning the, the hardship. You'll start questioning your creator. And that's something that you can never do. You have to get rid of those doubts. And one thing, when talking about maintaining deen with Allah, uh, like maintaining your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like just think back to the story of Adam. Like our first, the first of our kind, the first human ancestor that we have. Who, like what happened to him? Who, who was the one that deviated him? Shaytan. Shaytan. Yeah. But ultimately it was Adam alayhi salam's fault. Allah told him to get out of Jannah. He told him and his wife, all of them, to get out all of you. And, but we don't take it, like, we always forget about shaitan in the story. Like, shaitan in the Quran, like, Allah dis declares him to be an enemy to mankind. All right, he got our very own father kicked out of Jannah, and he's still, he's still to this day, to, he's working. Still sitting here to this day, trying to take your Jannah away from you uh, like, and have you end up in the hell. Don't think it's minimal, like, what he's doing is minimalistic. Like, in every single way, shape, or form possible, he does not want to see you succeed in this world or the next world. He wants you to fail that test so that, like, he wants you to fail a test. He wants you to not hit a PR. He wants you to not go to the gym. He wants you to not do anything. So what? So you can feel depressed. So you can feel sad. So you can feel like you know you're not doing there? enough. So you feel like Allah is not with you. you now how we get there? How you get there? By the little things. Like, we, we all, we're always worried about the big things. But I, it's I was always... just going to say, I would believe in the shit. It's a little thing. It's a little thing, but it's heavy. So finally, yeah, you're right. But like, even the actions of the shaitan, like, you know, first he'll get you to 
not read the Quran as much. Then he'll get you to not pray as much. Then he'll then get you to not study. Like, then he'll get you to what not. What did the Prophet to become like a this last time, And like on this day, the Shaytan has given up on on you on him trying to get you guys to worship him but he's going to try and get you guys in the little deeds so mm -hmm. you know that's that's where you guys should be conscious he's going to get you to cheat on that assignment cheat on that test cheat on any just any little way some way shape or form to try and deviate you not just like this he's just a clear enemy to you like just imagine he, he's out here making you think that allah is not the most merciful he thinks that yeah <laughs> even so even when you sin and you go to ask for forgiveness he's he's still trying to he's still trying to get you to deviate you he's the one he's the one whispering in your ear oh god's not gonna forgive you you turn you too dirty you can't do it oh you're, you're being a hypocrite dirty. you're being a hypocrite like you're a munafi you, you like think, like yeah, who that <laughs> come on you think how much of a hater this man like well why that biggest hater bro <laughs> if he could see no one in jannah he would if That's he could have everyone join him in jahannam and just be like yo I promised y'all something. Allah promised you something, but y'all chose to go with me, and I couldn't. Like my promise wasn't true, oh, well, and Allah's I, promise was true. And you guys are gonna follow Him. If He could see no one in Jannah, He would. Like that's that's the craziest part about that's, it. That's in Surah Ibrahim, but that's the the jingle, the the little poem. He's gonna he's gonna like he's gonna say he's gonna say Allah gave you a promise, and I gave you a promise. Now imagine on a day of judgment how humiliated you will be from following the promise. What is Shaitan's promise? Shaitan's promise is false hopes. Like deception. the hayat, the, the, yeah, the hayat deception. Truth what is deception? Hood. You think you're doing good when you're in reality you're not. You think you're experience like imagine during Ramadan you're fasting like, but dude, if I eat food I'll feel well, I'll feel good. This is deception. Allah has commanded you to to fast in this month to not eat to abstain from food and drink for a certain period of time. So you abstain for a certain period of time, though it may not seem as if oh it's doing you well a service, it is doing you a service. Look how he can it's turn you deception. away from from large deeds like the prayer. Or at least get you to, uh, to uh, what's it called? Procrastinate your prayer or be lazy in your prayer. Or be la even like... Or like I said, he'll, he'll be like, okay, like, let's say for, for people who are obsessed with like the video games and they're so obsessed to the point where they can't get up for the prayer at the time of the prayer is called. So then maybe they'll start waiting until it's um, the last minute of prayer when you can't, you shouldn't be doing that. Because mm -hmm. that's, that could be a sign of a munafik if you're getting up for the prayer lazily. Mm -hmm. If you're delaying the prayer on purpose. Like... Or if you don't get up for the prayer at all, you just wait till the next one. Like we we've, we've been in these situations like, before oh, as thought. as youngsters where we we thought that we could uh, like work our way around this. We thought there were loopholes in the deen. There are no loopholes in the deen. It's called the Sarat al Mustaqim for for a reason. There's no turns. There's no U turns. There's no there's no other route. It's one route. It's in the first surah of the Quran. It's in the surah that you recite 17 times a day. In your five obligatory prayers, it's Sarat al-Mustaqim, Sarat al-Mustaqim. Like you ask it over and over again. And a part of the a part of that is the fact that it's, the, it's a dua. Allah is answering you when you say that, when you say like, guide us on the straight path. Because you can't guide yourself. And yeah, here's the thing. Like I said, one of the biggest examples of shaitan being the biggest hater and one of the biggest problems of today is the fact that he'll get you to doubt in Allah's mercy. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to imagine this. Allah says, and you, you completely disregard that. And in you doing that, that is worse than the sin that you committed. SubhanAllah. And that's, Subhanallah. that's such Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Wait, what? Say it again. Okay. When you doubt in the mercy and forgiveness of Allah, this is worse than the sin itself that you've committed, that you're trying to seek repentance from. Yeah, because, and it, you know, that's it's an easy thing to do, right? Like, so let's say some, you it's commit a, a sin. It's, yeah, it's not even, it, like, let's say it's not even a major sin. It's not a major sin. It's a minor sin, but it's still a sin. And if for someone, for someone with like a level of iman that they'll feel guilt, like, oh snap, I sinned. But then that, that sin will still eat you no matter what. It'll eat you for a day. It could eat you for a week. It could eat you for a month. It could eat you for the rest of your life. 
especially for a major sin. Like if you commit a major sin, even though even if you turn back to Allah, that major sin will still eat away at you for the rest of your life. And no. that's that's something that, that's from the shaitan. That's not from Allah. Allah is not going to make you feel guilty about your sin if you've sincerely repented for it. Because well, like, why, why would Allah do that? Allah doesn't gain nothing from you feeling guilty about your sin. Allah gains nothing from you doing the sin in the first place. Yes, like, and it's and it goes back to remembering what are we on this earth? Like, and you should know as a Muslim, this is speaking to the Muslims, every single son of Adam Commit sins, but the best of the son, the best, best of sinners, sinners is the those ones who, who repent. repent. Why would the Prophet alayhi salatu reveal this statement to us? Allah says in the Quran, He knows what is innermost, your innermost secrets, deep down to every single human watching this, Muslim or non-Muslim. He knows your innermost secrets. He knows what you hide. He knows what you express. He knows what you feel. He knows what you think on a daily day, day-to-day basis. Every single thought that runs through your head, everything that you, He knows you more than you know you. He created you. Of course. Uh. This is, think about the reality of this. If you were, if Allah would have punished you for the every, for any human's wrongdoings, he would have not left a single, or any creature wrongdoings, he would have not left a single thing on the planet. He wouldn't have left a single thing in this world. He would have, he would have destroyed it all. But so what is our ultimate purpose? If it's not to be perfect, to repent. Turn back to Allah. Turn back to Allah. Indeed, Worship Allah's, Him and Allah's associate no part and associate no partners with Him. That's also a big thing. Associate no partners. So your work and like, dude, I remember reading in Surah Hud. Pre, I'm pretty sure it was like so. Who, let whoever wants his deeds to come to fruition in the afterlife, into into this life, he will have no share in the afterlife. Subhanallah. Meaning, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna, you want, only, if you're, if only, you're can, only gonna do good to find good in this life. Then you're not gonna have no afterlife. Where's your share? And it's like, and in Surah Baqarah, uh, like, and like they don't, they leave out the part. There's gonna be no, there's no. Um, oh no, it's They they only say that, and they leave out the part. Like they leave out the part of the afterlife. Yeah, they leave and the, out, and the, like when, especially when I when I was told about that du'a, I was told do never never ask it with the thought of the dunya. You obviously you're asking for good in the that? dunya, but you never ask it with your heart attached to the dunya. Don't ask it with your heart seeking the dunya. You ask it for your heart seeking the akhirah. You say Rabbana atina fi dunya wa fil akhirah. But you, it's not disregarding the dunya part. You want good for the dunya, but you want. Good for the akhirah, like your heart should desire the akhirah. Because that's more. what's really gonna matter at, at the end. Yeah, like the dunya is the halfway point of the of this. Like think about it as um like a number line. The halfway point that's the dunya. The end point is the akhirah. The end point is infinity. It goes to infinity. So if you're only gonna seek for the end uh, for the mid uh, the midpoint, then go ahead and do that. But you're not gonna get everything you uh, you desire. It's like how foolish would you be to like buy a hotel and or get a hotel and move all your furniture into it. Of course not. And you're going to stay there for a couple days. Yeah, you're you're just going to stay there for a day or half of a day. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, man. Crazy. Allahu Akbar. Like that. Oh, shoot. That's like, that's that's just a way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Is because if, um, like, you're never going to feel close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if your heart is attached to the dunya. And there's also, um, yes, I do agree with that. And it's crazy because I was going to bring this up in a a different episode. But, you know, I feel like it matters here because this is the connection with Allah. Like, this is a spiritual feeling. And... You know, it came from a show. Obviously, it's going to sound corny, but it came from Avatar The Last Airbender. Unless what it's the heck, corny. Man? So, when you think about it, uh, for, for those who know, they know. 
All right. So obviously the airbenders, you know, they're people, they're spiritual. They, they're like monks and stuff like that. They disconnected themselves from the world. And for me, that, that actually educated me. I was like, yo, that's, that makes sense. Like disconnecting yourself from the world, disconnecting yourself from the tether that this world holds on you. So like you're, the responsibilities, yeah, you have responsibilities in the world. Like, take your portion of the dunya. Well, but ultimately, ultimately, don't forget about what, like, where your uh, the most portion is from. The don't forget about where you're going. Yeah. Don't don't sacrifice your afterlife for the, this worldly affair. For no, something it, that's not even guaranteed for you. Yeah, it doesn't it's make like, any sense. You want to live. You so low key. You low key want to live your life in in a state of it's just dunya. Like if you're someone well, who, who got was, in a, that was our, our buddy Yusuf, man. Yeah, Yusuf. Like he, you know he Yusuf, woke you know me Yusuf. up. Well, like, yeah. you guys know, He's like, you know, you know, man. This is Dunya. I well, remember he, dunya. He, he, something happened to his wife. He said, "Just Dunya, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> see, the, living with that type of mindset, that's something I had to adopt, especially getting closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It helped me yeah. so much because it was more like, okay, nothing in this world like truly matters to the point where I'd sacrifice my connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for it. Like, let's say you get in haram relationship, and you think that like everything's going good, and then it just ends. See now your your connect, connection with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala could be fractured with it's, that because it was a haram yeah, relationship. It's been fractured, and even though, and then your heart's fractured. Yeah, even though Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not want that relationship for you, so He took you out of it, and uh, let's say it was supposed to turn you back, but maybe it turned you even further away because you were engaging haram, and then you engage in more haram by turning away from Him, by turning to other than Allah, turning to drugs, turning to alcohol, turning to more sin. You know, like th these types of things. See, but when you're not connected to the world, you'll see something like that. If you got in a haram relationship and you have a connection with Allah and he took you out of it, you'd see it like, okay, this is just dunya. Like, this is Allah seeing better for me. Like, or if you're if you're someone looking for a spouse and you see that Allah takes uh, this person away from you. Like, you thought everything was good. You thought you were going to marry this person, but then they take it away. Are you going to look at it like, hey, man, like, it just didn't work. Now I'm not ever going to find love and never like this and that, this and that. And you're just going to start questioning things. Or are you going to be like, this is just Allah testing me, showing me like this person may have not been good for me. Here's the thing. I really don't understand that like loser of a mindset right there. Like whenever like that falls upon you and you're just like, well, you know, that's just it. You know, I'm never going to never going to come back from this. Like, dude, what are you like? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? What are you doing to life? No, but like seriously speaking, like what? what no. In, in all no. actuality, what are you doing? You have the potential and you're just sitting there and you just throw everything out. No, there was a, look, there was a point I wanted to put forth um, in Surah Hazab. It was... Allah says, Ya ayuhaladina amunu kulu kolan sedida, yuslih lakum amalukum, yakfil lakum dunubukum. Like, this is such a big, like, like a wake up call. Like, I remember I heard that, I heard that in like a, like a little khutbah, like a little halaqa, like a talk. And the, the speaker said that, and I was like, dude, what? Y yeah, all you who believe, say, good, say a good speech, orient yourself in a good way, and Allah will forgive you of your sins, and like, you bring to account your good deeds. Like, subhanAllah, like, isn't that crazy? Just be be a good human being. You have the translation for that verse? Those verses? I don't have the translation. <laughs> Just be, be a good human being. Be someone who presents yourself well. Like, adhere to the, to the character of a Muslim. Believers, be mindful of God. Speak in a direct fashion and to good purpose. And he will put your deeds right, you, right for you and forgive you of your sins. Whoever obeys God and his messenger will truly achieve great, a great triumph. I forgot that yeah, part. So, like, basically, basically, what you're saying is, well, I'm I'm gonna touch on both both of what you guys said. Like, living with this loser mindset, living with this mindset that, like, you know, uh, something that happens to you in your life may be too much for you. 
maybe something that you you can't handle so then you sacrifice your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or maybe like you don't you don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much because you're going through something like that's when you're supposed to turn to Allah even more that's when you know the connection with Allah is supposed to strengthen the most like especially for myself whenever I go through something I try so hard so hard not to do anything but turn to Allah like when I, when I was when I was sick, I was so sick. I was sitting there like, "Damn, man, what are you like? Why? What am I? What am I doing, man? Like, how I get sick?" <laughs> I was even there, like, so, Yo, even so, sick? yeah. And then those are normal like questions to ask. I'm like, "Man, I'm a believer. I pray for other day, but this fulan, he's not sick." I'd be like, yeah. "But no, but like, it's like, dude, God's forgiving your sins." Yeah, when and you, then I, you, yeah, and when then any I turn harm back. befalls you, and then I turn back and I tell anybody I talk to, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, I'm sick, but it's all good." Because you know, Allah, and you Allah carry that, you carry that with a smile, or even if you go through something detrimental, something that's like, like. You wouldn't have seen it for a million years, and then, like, it befalls you, and then you remember, like, man, this is dunya. Remember what you're here for. Dude, God remember, is, God Allah is not going to put you through something you can't handle. Yeah. So you have to understand anything you go through in this life, you can handle it, one hundred percent, one thousand percent. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. So when you decide to and give up on mindset. it, that's, that's on a, you. That's a belief, Subhanallah. And you know, one thing I used to say was that, like, I'd never go to therapy. And I still stand by that, obviously. But I, I would never look down upon it for someone else. Because obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send help through other people. Yeah. Because yeah, through forms of people. Like, I remember, yeah, mankind is forgetful. Sometimes you need that therapy session. Sometimes you need someone to sit there and talk to you. I mean, sit you down and talk to you and tell you and remind you of your, like, remind you of something. What did Allah do? He sent messengers. Yeah, Allah yeah, sent messengers. If you have, like, if you, especially if you have Muslim companions, if you have... Like, if you have Muslim friends that you could sit there and talk to because they'll understand your point of view. Like, you can't go to a non-Muslim telling them what you're going through because then they'll start feeding stuff into your mind that's away from Islam, that's away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They won't tell you to turn back to God. They don't believe in, they don't believe in the same thing that you do. Yeah. Like, and if you, you don't think that's a, Muslim, that's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's, your, big deal. that's your way of life. That's, that's your spirituality. That's your spirituality. Exactly. That's an entire component of your, like, your, your humanity. That's why I'm so quiet around everybody. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what I go through because you can't handle, like, uh, the way that I want to handle it. Or you even so, in Surah, in Surah Yusuf, it was like, I only complain of my grief to Allah. Yes, I only complain of my grief to Allah. That was one of the craziest verses. Like, that was one of the craziest verses I've ever heard. I was like, man. That was crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, that was crazy. I first took that into my life and incorporated it like years ago. But when I did that, I started, I stopped like going to other people because I was like, why am I complaining to you? You're a slave of Allah, just like me. Like I could talk to you about it. I could seek like obvious Islamic advice because that's all I want. If I'm going to talk to someone about my promise, I want Islamic advice. I don't need like, I don't need none of this other stuff, man. The only thing that's going to help me spiritually, mentally, physically is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is all of it. Like, Allah is all of it. Like you could help me. Oh, mentally, okay, cool. But my spirituality is still lacking. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mentally good. Like oh, I'm mentally good with my body. I don't want but spiritually. One third I'm not doing well. Like I don't want one third. I want it all. This ain't no Trinity, dog. Like, <laughs> that boy said I want it all. <laughs> yeah. Like Allah could help me no Allah. matter where I ask Him. And you know, like doing dua, like you could, you could talk to Allah like your brother, like your not your brother. No, like, you, could talk, Allah, you could talk to Allah like the way that you want to, You would seek to talk to anybody that. You would want to talk to the way is Allah can give you anything if He yeah. pleases to. So and, and not, He has it all. Yeah, I'm so not you saying, should ask Him. Yeah, I'm not saying talk to Allah like, like Yo Allah, man. I need, no, like, you be like you talk to Allah with the most of respect, most humility, because this is your Creator that you're talking to. But you can go to Him with all what your. What you're grief. trying to say is that He knows you better than anyone else. Yeah, you else. can go to Allah with all your grievances. Like yeah, like Allah, you know what I'm going through, but I'm gonna voice that out to you because for one, I want to hear it myself, and two, like you voicing it that shows that shows you and that shows Allah that like. 
you need that him. shows that you're taking action too yeah because i don't like i don't like to hear like oh allah knows what's going on in my heart like yo talk to allah tell allah exactly what's going on in your heart even though he knows it because on the day just allah's gonna ask you questions but he knows the answer why does he do that maybe because when you answer he wants to hear your answer no matter what even if he knows it he knows all the things when, when he had the conversation with uh, the angels saying that he was going to create Adam, Ali, Sam, he knew exactly what they were going to say. Oh, you're going to create someone who, who's going to make mischief? But he still talked to them. He still said, I know over you. Uh, I know more than you. Uh, than I you know, know that which you do yeah, not know. I know that which you do not know. And then when he taught Adam's, uh, Adam, Ali, Sam, the names Adam of all, all the names. And he said, yo, uh, he told the, um, the angels, tell me, tell me the names of these things. And they said, like, we only know that, that which you taught us. They said, glory be to you. We only know that which we, uh, you have taught us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why would he do these things if he already knew? On the day of judgment, uh, like, do we not know what the Prophet is going to do? He's going to make his dua, right? And Allah, Allah knows Allah what that know dua is. Yeah. <laughs> Allah already knows that. Allah already knows that he's going to uh, allow the Prophet to intercede for, uh, for a lot of his ummah. For his but we're still living here right now. Why is the day of judgment not here yet? Okay, exactly. Because Allah has knowledge over all of it, but it's still going to happen, no matter what you want. Allah knows what we do not know. And this is... That is reality, subhanAllah. We yeah, know, exactly. That we, is know reality. Little, we know little about, like, even our own Look, selves. Look, listen. Allah knows that which you do not know. And perhaps you might hate something uh, that is good for you, and you might love something that is bad for you. And then Allah knows that which you do not know. The main point, and this is the last point, is that don't, like, you, it, to maintain that connection with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost, is engaging in your acts of worship, engaging in the sunnah. You know, dua is one of the, one of the greatest things that you could do. It's not the least you could do, it's the, it's the best thing you could do. Aside from your, your uh, daily acts of worship. Because you doing dua is you voicing your concerns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though he knows them. Even though he knows what's going on. Even though he sees all that's going on uh, with you and with your life. You voicing that puts your reliance upon Allah. It, it gives you yeah. the well, what, what did Allah say in the Quran? وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ لَكُمْ Your Lord said, call upon me, I will respond to you. Exactly. Call upon him. You can't call upon him. He, he, he just didn't just say that just to like, like, he said... Like strictly, this is unambiguous. This is a strict term. Call upon me, I will respond to you. Doesn't matter who you are. Call upon me, I will respond to you. He didn't say Muslim. He said anybody. So if any human being, Muslim or not, you call upon Allah, Allah will answer you. But even you even Satan. What it's, like like I, I remember I brought this up in a previous episode. Even Satan made dua to Allah. And, they, he said, and it was accepted. Like let me live until the day, day of judgment. And Allah said. You're deprived. You You're live to the other yeah. Do do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. uh, you keep misleading my my creation, and I'll come. I'll forgive them so long as they turn to me and associate no partners with me. Well, subhanallah. That's a great way to end that video right there. Well, subhanallah. You know, with that being said, that's gonna close out this episode. Speaking about the connection of Allah subhanahu wa taala, it's a very, very passionate episode because we all we all strive to have that connection with Allah subhanahu wa taala the way that the prophets did. And although we will never reach that status, you know, we can only we can only strive to do so. Which is why we always need to strive to do more, inshallah. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, you know, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure you guys like this video, share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this. Mm -hmm. Just remind you guys, we're still students of knowledge, we're not scholars. That being said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right. Just one thing to say. Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته